Hey, welcome to another episode of Big Red Dram. I'm your humble host, Jason Langrader. As always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I didn't put an episode out last week because I was on a vacation. <laughs> a guy's week, uh, weekend, if you will. Um, and we went to Bardstown. You know, it's my third time in or around Bardstown um, in the last two years. And uh, I'll tell you what, it does not get old, ever. (laughs) Uh, You know, I have, I think, a similar feeling when I go to um, Bardstown that I do did when I went to Scotland, um, to Isla. You know, you just, you set foot on a place like that. Although I think Isla had more of a magical feel to me. Um, But that resonated a little bit when we... We're not so much in Bardstown itself, but we were out near Maker's Mark. We went to Maker's Mark um, one day, and um, that was kind of special. Maker's Mark is in, in a very beautiful distillery, actually. Um, I was surprised um, just how gorgeous it really was. You, you kind of get accustomed to the some of the more modern look of, say, Jim Beam as you're driving down um, the highway towards Bardstown, Um and then you get in, you you drive past Barton, which is kind of just settled in, the, in a little valley in the middle of town. Um, but you go to like Bardstown Bourbon Company, you go to Lux Row, these more modern um, modern takes on a distillery, um, especially Bardstown, going for more of an experience. Um, it a, a classic um, historic site like Makers kind of brings you back to the roots of bourbon I guess in a way and it's interesting going there because it's there's some modern touches um, intermingled with some classic look so it has they've upgraded well updated well Um, I was really pleased with going there even though not everything was quite available so to speak um, the, the restaurant and bar area wasn't fully open um, some things weren't fully fully open. Um, the other was Willet. Willet was oh, well, that's not true. Willet's restaurant was open. Um, but everyone's kind of got to have reservations and stuff like this. But whatever, it's fine. Um, service staff is still still low, so I know they have a hard time keeping up. But I'll tell you, it was it was a fun fun weekend. Um. We drove down Thursday, Thursday morning, left early like last time, the bar, other Bardstown episode, um, or the, um, actually, no, there wasn't, is this the, no, this is the third time I've been, but the first time with with my boys, the first episode we did was, um, oh gosh, that was Louisville, sorry, I'm confusing my trips, <laughs> and the people I go on them with, um, the Bardstown was with, when we did our, Ezra Brooks, Ezra Brooks. We did do an Ezra Brooks pick. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. All right, Elijah Craig pick. Um, but yeah, so it was with my with the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. Um, instead of Louisville, we did Louisville last year, right before the pandemic went full swing, and then uh, this year we're in the slow uptick of the second wave, so to speak. Um, and things were all. I mean, Jim Beam is still closed. Victor's is still closed, but uh, so we headed down Thursday. I digress and um, headed into downtown Louisville for lunch, like we did uh, like we 
Well, yeah, we did last time. We went into Louisville, went to the Troll on the Bridge for lunch, and then we kind of putzed around, hit Old Forester. Wasn't anything there. Uh, went to the um, Evan Williams experience. Nothing there. Been 12 years there, but ugh, I, yeah. Um, not for 129. It wasn't floating my boat. And I'm like, hey, let's walk down to Peerless. Now, we are parked under the KFC Center, so it was a walk to get to Peerless. It was about a 15-minute walk at that point. Um, but we went to Peerless, and uh, we we're just kind of looking around because I was there for our tournament, and no one really wanted to go into Peerless. Um, so I was like, well, darn, maybe we can hit it up when we come back because I knew I was coming back, and so you know, I talked to boys into going and like, sure. So we're tooling around, and fortunately for us, um, some people that had a tasting presentation or whatever um they were late so they're like hey do you guys want to go in and we're like sure so they put they seated us and then the party that was coming in that was supposed to be there showed up about 10 minutes into the presentation (laughs) um five to ten minutes into the presentation so they still seated everybody and so we we made out and was were able to kind of sit in because i had never had peerless it's you might find a small batch around here um they're a little pricey down there. I'll tell you, they're almost 90 bucks for their small batch bourbon and their small batch rye. Um, and then their single barrels are about 130 bucks. So they're up there in price. Craft distillery, very small scale. Um, good barrel program. Um, the four barrel choices that we sampled while we were there that they had for sale were all solid. There was two ryes and two bourbons. And um, I think we, yeah, everybody bought one. Um I took home the Highlander, which was a rye barrel, single barrel, and uh, it was very good. Um, they were all very good, but I was happy to take home that one. Um, great presentation, great tasting. Uh, lots of great questions were asked. Lots of great answers were given. And uh, like I said, we walked away with some some nice bottles from there. Uh, then from there, we went to Justin's House of Bourbon. No, do we hit that before? Our, our, yeah, we hit that on our way to Peerless. And Justin's House of Bourbon is advertised on the highways. are coming in. Typical. Um, showing off a little bit in there. You know, they got cases of, of, of allocated pappy and stuff like that. And, God, they had some stupid prices on anything Buffalo Trace. Ugh, it made me nauseous. They wanted like a handle of Eagle Rare, the big one, which was cool, but they wanted like 300 bucks for it. And they wanted 100, I think, for the Eagle Rare, 150 or some stupid price. And they just all these outrageous prices on anything Weller. Just dumb. And then these these people that were there ahead of us were buying like all kinds. They bought like a small batch for 100 bucks or something stupid and or 150. I don't remember. It was just outrageous. And they had, God, they had to have had a thousand dollars worth of bourbon on the on the counter that all of were marked up, um, ridiculous amounts. But I get it. Some people will will do that because they can't find it wherever they may be from. But uh, my friends are looking at everything. I'm going, no, no, don't do that. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. No, no, no. So yeah, there were some that were reasonable within the realm of of reality, um, which was nice. The guy was the guy. I don't know who what his name was, but their salesman was. Um, a little intense. Um, I wasn't buying a shtick because he, just, but you know, I didn't let on that I knew what was going on either. But the interesting thing that they had, which I m- wish I would have bought probably because it was very good. They had a, they had a single, they had a barrel pick um, from the company Barrel Whiskey um, that 
was tasted a lot like Willet, like the Willet bourbon I tried at Willet uh, on Saturday. <laughs> um, they were trying they were trying to compare it to it, and it was. I mean, it was spot on. So and barrel sources, so it could have been because I'll tell you, it was. I don't know that you can just kind of make up that taste that Willet has. Um, I would probably put good money on the fact there was some Willet in that barrel bourbon bottle. So, um, but it was delicious. It was very good. Um, but it was 90 bucks. So that's what kind of what ours is going for that we've got coming up here soon. And, um, it was just, it was different. I was a little sad that I didn't get to buy that one. But other than that, you know, we tried it for five bucks. It was good. Um, but I didn't want to buy anything from there. Um, and then we went to Peerless and had a good time. So that was our drive in, um, through Louisville. And then we headed down to, um, to Bardstown. We had a bottle your own tour at the new heaven Hill experience. Um, the new building that they added on that was still a little bit under construction. We were back there in September of last year, um, picking up our, picking out our, God, was that, when was that? Yeah, that was during the pandemic. Yeah, that was September of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we were picking out the Elijah Craig time. It doesn't seem that it's, that seems too far away, but it wasn't really that far away. Um, as quick as the year went, it wasn't that fast at the same time, which is bizarre, bizarre to say. But anyway, um, so yeah, the building wasn't quite done when we were there last picking our Elijah Craig barrel, but, uh, it was open when we got there and it's, uh, we went for the baseball tournament too, that was open. And, uh, it, again, it's a nice, cause I mentioned it, I think, uh, when I talked a little bit about it from my return podcast, two episodes ago, uh, it, it's a nice piece of, it's a, you have a nice bar upstairs, uh, some nice seating areas upstairs. And then they have the tour. Of course they have your bottle, your own tour, which again, now that is it's, you pay 40 bucks to 46, 22 to be exact, um, to be able to have the opportunity to bottle your own bourbon. Now, the cool thing about it is, is that it is a unique, uh, bourbon experience. There is an Elijah Craig barrel proof. That's a small batch barrel proof. They have a, um, Larceny Barrel Proof, a Bernheim. I think it's Bernheim. Is that, is that how you say it? I think it's Bernheim. A Bernheim and a um, Heaven Hill. So, yeah, so they're all cask. They're all cask strength. They're all full proof, if you will, um, which is the cool part. Uh, but they vary in price from 60 to 130. Um, you can guess which one is 130. It's the Heaven Hill, um, eight-year-old. And everybody in our group tour picked that one but one so i think it was 10 of us <laughs> so nine out of 10 people picked that one um the cool thing again it's very automated so you pull you put you you grab your bottle you rinse it out and then you dry it out so you have two nozzles that you put the bottle in so that you clean it out and then you take it over to your selected bourbon so you have four different kiosks or stations that you can pull a lever and get your liquid out of it um let me back up and just tell you that all four were really, really good. The, um, the Elijah Craig was tasty. It was just, it was sweet and cinnamony. It was just, it was very, very good. Um, it wasn't as hot as some of the, um, barrel proofs I've tried. Um, it was a little more subdued and mellow, which really gave, which really made it hard to pass on. Um, same with the larceny. The larceny had a little more bite to it. Um, but it was very good as well. Um, the Bernheim, 
had a little mellow corn in it for me. I, I just, I got hints of mellow corn almost immediately. Uh, it's, that's their full weeded bourbon. Uh, yeah, it was okay. I didn't, I, it was good. It was better than mellow corn for sure. But I just, I tasted it right off the bat. I looked at my friend Brant and I go, dude, mellow corn. <laughs> he just started laughing at me. I go, it's in there. Um, but the heaven hill was hands down. Um, but anyway, so we dried our bottle, walked over to the kiosk. I was the last seat closest to the door to the bottling room. So I got to go first and went right over to the heaven hill one or walked right over to the heaven hill one. And then uh, put the bottle in, you pull the lever, it fills the chamber, pull the other lever, it fills the bottle. Very, um, idiot proof. The cool part though, is that you get to then hand place the labels. You fill out your, the proof, you fill out your name, bottled by the proof of it, the date you bottled it. Um, and then you have to line up the labels and put the labels on the front and then the label on the back. And then you got to do the little cork sticker seal. Um, and then you get a little tag to put over it. I think you can write your sign your name on it or write your name on it. And then, um, then you hand it in and then you get to go pick it up at the gift shop. So, um, and then there was some, there's a little experience room that you got to do in there where you got, they had like a nosing section where they had two, two stations of different scents. You got to kind of pop the, the top of the test. tube. It's a huge tube. Mind you, it was more of a beaker, but it's a big tube. You get to kind of smell different smells. And, uh, there was a couple that were like, really? Um, I think it was not, it wasn't leather. What the heck was it? Might've been Tabasco and something else. I forget what the two were that were, that kind of threw us a little bit for the nose of what it was, but um, for the most part, everything went lined up with what I'm used to have been used to smelling. Um, and then uh, that was it. It was kind of, you're really paying just for the ability to get access to those um, special bottlings and they may change over time, uh, which would be interesting if you, if there was say a very small batch of old fits or something, but gosh, I can only imagine what that's going to cost. Um, I can't, God, if a two, 18 year old, is 200 bucks there now the elijah craig 18 i've got to imagine the old fits are up there um that was a stinky part because there was really nothing else available when we got there it's all small batch in the casings now they because they get very limited allocations just like everybody else which again makes no sense and i know they're trying to get rid of that but it's still just it's like you know if you go to the distillery they should have what you want and the ability, if you make the effort to get there, they should have what you want. I really feel that that is a necessity. Um, and you absolutely limit the shit out of people that are coming in there that want to buy it up. You know, you get one, you know, you can have one of each, uh, and you can't come back for a year. <laughs> you know, you're taking everybody's ID. Um, uh, absolutely. I know it's hard and people are, people suck and are stupid, but it, it's just, it, it just blows going to the distillery and having to pay to get something good. I don't necessarily agree with that. It's gouging in my opinion. Um, I, it's it's fun. The tour part of it's fun, but I would have, the tour aspect of it is a $20 tour. You get to keep a book, but it's a $20 tour. You get a little tasting of something and then I mean, you're getting, maybe you're getting a little extra for, for the, the, the bourbon that they are giving you access to but you know it's 46 bucks after tax 
that's a bottle of bourbon and you're getting a couple of, of, of samples I just I feel like it's kind of a scam. I would have it would have been nice if they had taken 10, 20 bucks off of a of a bottle of your choice once you got it. Um, that would have made it a little more of a value. Um, I mean, it's still a nice value. Don't get me wrong, but I just it it ends up making that one hundred thirty dollar bottle one hundred seventy dollar bottle. You know what I mean? So it's like you're you're making Elijah Craig bottle what would be an eighty dollar bottle one hundred twenty dollars, or you're making a sixty dollar bottle of Bernheim foolproof a hundred dollar bottle because it's just it's you're paying to be able to do that granted it's unique but still i just think it's dumb but i also think it's dumb that you can't go there and only thing it's there is small batch or anything basic that i can go pick up anywhere tons of small batch and last time we were there when we did our barrel pick those cabinets the glass shelves behind the counter were full of foolproof and they just don't you know they don't keep it anymore because they can't get it. It's like everybody else can't get it, which is dumb. They make it. They should be able to get as much as they want. Uh, but that's such as their laws, which I think are changing in the beginning of the year. So hopefully that'll make things better for everybody, including the distilleries. And I think that they're they're aware of it. Um, not that they're not, you know, ignoring people. But again, that was a sad thing about Michter's just being completely dead. It looked like there's people upstairs in the bar. And there's probably some sort of secret thing that you can do to get up there. I have no idea what it is. Um, and there was people loitering around one of the side doors. But um, them not being open is really a gut punch. Because last year in March, had again, had I known, I would have probably dropped five, 600 bucks in Mictors just on the barrel proofs that were there. And the and the and um, there was no bourbon, but the 10-year rye was everywhere. And it was... 200 bucks but it's probably 250 now if you if they ever open again but anyway i'm complaining so i should never complain when it comes to bourbon but anyway that was heaven hill um then yeah i'm so happy i got did it oh we gotta keep a glass i think we got a glass did we get a glass i don't know i don't think we got a glass i think we just got the book but anyway bought a glass and then that was it then we went to our place um Bourbon Trail Outfitters in Springfield had a cool renovated barn. Um, it wasn't up there was as you walked in. So we, we rented. There's four of us. We wanted each our own each of our own bad bedrooms. So we all wanted our own bedroom. Um, so it's a cool place. It sleeps ten to twelve. Um, and you drive up to this, and it's just gorgeous country. Kentucky is just stunning. And the drive from Bardstown to, to Springfield is south. And it's down just one of the local highways. And it's just rolling hills, countryside, just stunning drive. More hilly than Wisconsin, but reminded me of driving to, um, uh, oh, come on. Duh. I hate my getting old. Spotted cow. New Glarus. Jeez. Driving to New Glarus, it reminded me a lot of that country drive in from coming off of 20 on to in, through um, Rockford, Lord, and then uh, cutting into the back roads to get to New Glarus. Oh, this is happened to me the other day. I went to go see our plant in Romeoville, and the security guard asked me, you know, who I am. And I'm like, yeah, I'm Jason Langer, and I'm the new estimator. I work at the and I could not remember it was Rolling Meadows' office. I'm like, oh, uh, Schomburg? 
<laughs> Such an, I, Joey's a getting old man. I was having this conversation with the boys over the weekend. It's like, dude, you just sit there and you're like, I can't think of the basic word. Words like the, I can't think of sometimes. It just blows. But yeah, so it reminded me of the drive to New Glarus in Wisconsin. Um, but we were going to Springfield, Kentucky, and uh, it was it was pretty awesome. So we get there. So we get to the barn, which is down the down the road from the house that you know the people who own it. And you walk in. The first floor is the kitchen. There's a full bath down there into the kitchen, and then you go up the stairs. And then to your left is once you get to the top of the stairs is a little nook, um, like a little office nook. And then there's a bedroom in the back that over that's above the kitchen that uh, has a, a full in it. And then if you go to the next, your next left is the stairways up to the main hall, which is this huge viewing area, uh, seating area where there's a huge TV. There's like an 80 inch LED TV on the wall surrounded by um, bucks and, and dough, just taxidermied heads all over the place. I don't know other way to put it. Um, trophy, just deer hunting trophy heads all over the place. A lot of taxidermy. Um, and then there, it's divided by a tree that's in the middle of it that has a bunch of taxidermy turkeys in it. And then there's a foosball table. There's a huge bar, um, which is just an awesome bar with, uh, it's like a barrel front with the nice wood top and it's beer coolers, um, two high top tables, uh, the two bathrooms as you're going, continuing to go down the main hall and it's huge, um, hall tape dining table. And then their little outfitter room, which also has a couch with a pullout bed. And then there's a loft that, uh, gosh, it's 15 feet, 20 feet, probably longer than that. It's it's far. And you can actually shoot arrows. They have a little, those arrow target, thick car- targets hooked up, set up. And you have a weak bow, but you can shoot arrows in there. It's pretty fun. And uh, So we get to play with that a little bit. But, we, you know, we just did foosball, brought a bunch of bourbon down, and brought a bunch of new Glarus down, also staghorn and some spotted cow, and we went through those in a hurry. Um, and we just kind of hung out. So that was kind of our Thursday. Friday, gosh, it's getting long. Sorry, Friday was um, was Makers. We didn't really want to do a whole lot Friday, um, so we did Makers, and then on the way back we did a little bourbon hunting. So, yeah, and again, Makers was cool because it was the cost of, of – uh, um, private select, which is 80 bucks, which is what we paid for my last one up here. Um, but you get to dip it, which is neat. Um, so you go to the gift shop, you already do that. They have, they have all their bottles already dipped obviously. And then they have the same range for the same price. If you want to dip it and you just go up to the counter. Fortunately, there wasn't anybody in front of me, um, put on a apron, sleeves, gloves, goggles, safety glasses and you get to go up and dip it it was pretty cool it's, i mean it's fun right it's just a gimmick but it's fun it doesn't cost anything extra and you could dip your own bottle um and then they didn't have any glenn cairns there which which was disappointing and then none just kind of putzed off so it was just a nice walk around went and got a drink actually that's not true we went and got old-fashioned there um relaxed for a few minutes and then went to this longhorns i think it was on the way back to our place um little hole in the wall bar um, sorry, not a bar. It was a liquor store. <laughs> well, they had a bar too. Um, and we're looking around and they had some cool stuff there. My friend Brant got a, um, what did he end up getting in uh, early times for, I think it was 24. So it was actually a pretty good price. And then I looked to my left and lo and behold, there is a small little shelf full of overpriced bourbon. All of course, Buffalo trace. 
and um, there was two small batches for a hundred bucks each on there. And then there was a Weller, one of those big 175 um, Weller special reserves. She wanted like 200 bucks for it or something. And then there was a bottle of Russell's 13, no sticker, no price. I got nervous. <laughs> so similar situation to the baseball story where my tunnel vision went from this wide angle lens to this narrow thing. And, um, uh, I couldn't ask. I'm like, Brant, go ask. Cause I just don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to get disappointed. I go, can you just ask her how much she wants for it? He had his early times where he's ready to check out. And I'm sitting there just contemplating what am I willing to spend? So she's like, Oh, what should be on this bottle? And he's like, it's not. And so she walked over to it, the owner. And then she's like, I don't know, 80. <laughs> I go, yeah, I will take it for 80 bucks. So, uh, she's like, okay. So I took it for 80 and, uh, I think it's 79 or $70 retail. I've read, I've think I've seen people get it for cheaper than that even, but for running around 60. So I was comfortable with 80, not going to find it ever. Um, it's going to be a tough one to find. And that I felt was a reasonable price. So that was my bourbon hunt for the week. <laughs> and it was, it was, you know, I was hoping to get a Russell's 13 at some point. I was bugging Steve Malloy cause he was getting some, but I missed the opportunity to get one. And I was really bummed out that I missed that chance. And then, um, sure, sure shit. I stumbled across one. I've been looking, you know, I wish I had that luck with the, with an EH Taylor barrel proof, but, um, I'll take it. And, we got back to the place and I popped it and Oh, so good. It was really, really delicious. Um, there was like a bunch of fruit and blueberries and just all kinds of cool stuff in there. And it really, really was delicious. And I was very pleased with that purchase. Um, that was Friday. Saturday was back to Bardstown. We had Bardstown bourbon company. We had a tour, um, that Ed was kind enough to set us up with, with who used to work for Bardstown bourbon company, but does no longer hoping to run into Samantha, but she wasn't there. Um, did our little it was a from grain to barrel or something to that effect to her um so you got to go up take a few samples of like their white lightning and then work your way up into like a three-year and then they're finally their fusion five um which was good they were all good they got a tour of the distillery and then you got to go look at a rick house and you got to take a sample of a young whiskey out of the cask it was like a three-year it needed some time and then you got to see a little private bar that was attached to the rick house too lots of cool things going on at bardstown um bourbon company they're really going to make that place a destination um they're going to have an amphitheater there and they have a restaurant they have an outdoor bar they've got places to play bocce and bags and stuff so it's they're really trying to make that place something special and they were really working hard at that which, which was noted when, when you walked there um fun tour it's always cool to go into rick house some of the guys hadn't been to rick house so they all enjoyed that and then um then we hit Luxrow, which wasn't far from there and then um let me kind of checked out Luxrow. now Luxrow's, you know i talked about Luxrow last time we were there not much had really changed. We didn't really go in with the tour. We were really more just kind of hitting and hitting and running on the other distilleries that we could. Um, if we had the ability to taste something, we were surely going to try. But I was really looking for a Rebel 10. <sighs> when we got there, I kind of looked past it at first, but they had five left <laughs> on the shelf. So I grabbed the 10. Uh, my buddies did too. And they had the double barrel, which is uh, like 24. 
five, 30 bucks more than it was when we were there. No, 50 bucks more. I think it's two, it was 170 now, and I paid 125 for it when I bought it a year ago. Um, and they had a lot of um, cask strengths. It's the um, Ezra Brooks 99, Ezra Brooks cast strength. They had the Rebel cast strength, Rebels there. You know, nothing I was really looking for. I was really kind of looking just for, I was really looking for the 10 because they had just come here in the States or in not the States in Illinois. And then it was gone. Um, and I wanted a shirt and I swear to God, I grabbed an extra large and I got home and it was a medium. <laughs> like what? I don't know how that happened. Uh, Glen Cairn glass too, the standard stuff. Every distillery went to, I grabbed a Glen Cairn. Um, and then from there, we dropped by Barton, which was already closed. Uh, we'd already done Heaven Hill. Oh, went to Willet. Went to Willet on the way in to, in to see to drive by Barton. Stopped by Willet, hit the gift shop. Nothing at Willet. Ton of rye, but uh, nothing worth getting. Tried finally a bourbon. Um, pulled the trigger on a $20 bottle. And, um, you know, it was good. I enjoyed it. I think that again, that barrel pick that that Justin's House of Bourbon had was just as good. And uh, I don't know. I don't get the hype. There's another one that's just you know it's really hyped up. The purple tops. Um, they're all single barrels. They're all unique. They're all very small batch. They're very crap. Not even small batch. They're just small amounts, right? Because they're going to be of varying age. So I guess. Would it be something that I would be upset about if I got my hands on one or was able to do a peril pick fat? No. <laughs> but I was still kind of like, oh, <laughs> you know, this is like anything else when you're, when it's built up so much, it's just when you finally have it and it's not as, you know, your shoes flying off as you'd hoped. I'm just kind of like, oh, that's good. But I've had better. So, um, and then from Willet, we went to, into town. Um, just stopped it because the gift shop for Barton is closed because Barton's in chaos right now. And then, um, when we went to preservation, now preservation, you know, we went to last time. Um, I didn't pull the trigger on anything from there last time we were there. My cousins went crazy for cowboy. Um, I really, really liked the old St. Nick 12 year old that was there, but it was 189, I think at the time. And, um, I was like, Ugh. Um, I wish I had done it, but I wish I had done a lot of things. But this time they had a summer rye. It was a cask strength summer rye, and it was the bomb. Um, one sixty nine. Ooh, I'm still like I didn't really hesitate. <laughs> I'll be honest. It was really I. I thought it was actually really that good. I'm like, ooh yeah, okay. Um, the preservation. No, what is that? Is it preservation? They're 14 and 15. I forget what they're called. They have a weird nut, nutty note that I'm not a big fan of. But that that summer I old St. Nick was just dumb. So I grabbed one of those. Um, and then I texted some people because some of the guys on the baseball team, there wasn't really anything worth getting in a lot of these distilleries that I was at that I could get a lot of. Um, I think at Luxro, there were a lot of limit ones. Um but at preservation, there was tons of cowboy available, both in the small batch bourbon and then the um, the small batch or small barrel rye. 
Um, but we cleaned them out of rye because everyone's like, yeah, rye, get me rye, get me rye. So I grabbed everyone a rye. So I ended up buying like four ryes in that preservation. <laughs> Let's drop like 400 bucks there, but um, it was worth it. It was fun. And then that was our Saturday basically. And then we headed back to the house, um, to the barn and hung out. And then Sunday was just coming home. So it, uh, we did hit a liquor store on the way back um, from Bardstown, which was a nice liquor store, but they just didn't have anything. So I was disappointed. I was really looking for Heaven Hill Green Label 6 and Heaven Hill White Label, and I couldn't find crap, which was disappointing. But going the way things are going now, um, I'm starting to think that you go earlier in the year to Kentucky, the better chances you have. Um, but it's just, it sucks. Because even like our Ezra pick, our Remus pick, um, this barrel pick, everything's getting pushed back. So I just have a feeling things are just going to be delayed for the next, I don't know, two years until people want to go back and work. Um, Yeah, that was it in a nutshell. Saw a really good television series. If you like, you know, TV, um, Ted Lasso is legit. Um, if you've ever seen Shit's Creek, you kind of, that's six seasons of a, of a show of a family that, you know, dealing with struggles and things of that nature. But you end up, it's one of those shows that gets really heartwarming and you end up rooting for the whole family and you get really happy when they all kind of things go their way at the end of that series. Ted Lasso kind of had that in the first season. And the se- we only watched a couple episodes of the second season because it's in progress. Um, but my God, it was 10 episodes, I think. And it was some of the most emotional pulling just root for a guy root for a whole everybody kind of a show and for 30 little over 30 minute episodes you don't think you would get invested that much but heck even shits shits creek i think were short but you, you pull for them and it's a really really good everybody's really good in it and it's no reason there's no wonder they all that show got nominated for 20 emmys um, I think it's about every major character got nominated for an Emmy and um, all rightfully so. They were all spectacular. So that was fun. And that's kind of what we do anyway. We just kind of chill. We drink. Hang out. We had you know, we had a couple. We didn't really eat out much because uh, one friend John brought a couple meals. Uh, we got pizzas. We did go to the store one day. We just kind of hung out. We didn't eat out a lot, which was nice. A couple drinks here and there, but I mean, I brought a case and a half of beer, and then I brought nine or ten bottles of bourbon, and then we bought a bunch of bourbon, so we just drank a lot, um, relatively speaking. I didn't have a hangover the entire weekend, which was amazing. I felt like I had drank all weekend on Sunday. Uh, I did not feel the best Sunday coming home. I felt like I had poisoned myself pretty good, but overall it was an excellent weekend so some so all that that whole story really the moral of all of it is is that if you're heading down to that general region uh to bardstown to go to maker's mark be prepared for a little bit of sticker shock um more so in bardstown um prices are going up they are you know if you want anything allocated you want anything that you know is, is fun to look for uh you're going to start paying more uh every liquor store is starting to pay charge secondary for mostly buffalo trace which is good um they'll get you on elijah craig if it's something popular too uh but uh i did see a lot of fair pricing on a lot of other things so i mean they're they're getting there but you're starting to catch on and starting to gouge people (laughs) for wanting to buy something that's hard to find uh and 
I guess I can't fault them. I think it's shitty just because it's Kentucky and that's where everyone wants to come to buy bourbon. But everyone wants to make a buck. I get it. And I'm sure they didn't do all that well with the with the pandemic this past year. But maybe things will balance out once things things get a little bit more back to normal. Everyone's getting basically a year or two to stockpile a little bit. In my, the, Everyone being the distilleries, I think. Since they can't seem to get shit out, um, it's got to be backing up. So I'm going to go on a limb and say that things will kind of flood the market a little bit once shipping and receiving gets up to snuff. So who knows? Um, but yeah, just some of my observations, things have, have gone up a bit. Preservations seem the same a little bit here and there on their cowboy whiskeys. I remember those being in the thirties last time we were there. The bourbon was still, but the rye I thought was not as expensive as it was. It was almost 50 bucks. Um, but the old St. Nick's were in the same realm. I noticed it more with Luxrow. Uh, Bartstown was actually surprisingly inexpensive. The Fusion 5 was only 59 bucks there, um, which I think it's close to what I paid here. So I found that was unusual. Um, but Elijah Craig was higher. Um, sorry, Heaven Hill and Elijah Craig were higher. Like I said, Luxro was a little bit higher. Um, we didn't get to see any Barton. Evan Williams is stuff that's at that experience is already high. Oh, I tried some of that 12-year-old too at Heaven Hill, and I was like, ooh, I'm glad I didn't buy it. It was okay. I think my 11-year-old single barrel that I got is better than that. Um, and you can only get it there or Japan or something. I'm like, nah, it's all right. It was really kind of woody for me. Um, a little overhyped, especially for like a $25 pour. I was like, that's a little steep. But anyway, um, what else? Oh, Peerless was, I seemed high. I don't know, it just seemed high to me, but they're craft, so I'll cut them some slack. We'll see how they are next year. Um, I think that was everybody. I'm trying to think of all the other prices. What are the prices I looked at? I know oh, there was a lot of old tub, and it was 20, almost, it was almost 20 bucks a bottle. It was $21.99, just about everywhere I stopped it down there, uh, which was a great price for old tub. I actually talked to a couple of people in buying that while we were there. But yeah, that's about it. I don't think I need to babble on anymore, um, but... So yes, that was a, that was basically the trip. It was a lot of fun. Um, some great bourbon. I have four bottles of the six I bought still unopened. <laughs> I immediately swigged the Rebel Ten. It was really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, and then I have my uh, that Russell's Thirteen that I opened. Oh, so good. But got some other cool stuff too that uh, eventually I'll open. I think I'm gonna keep a couple of things closed for a while and and just kind of work through the bourbon here for the next couple of months and get back in a swing and doing the podcast and stuff like that. So thank you for putting up with me for almost 40 minutes. Uh, hopefully there's some tips there or something that you got out of those stories that kind of help plan your next trip. Um, especially if you're looking to go to Bardstown. I mean, it's, it's so much fun and, and try to find a cool Airbnb to stay in. Um, hotels are nice, but a cool Airbnb, like the place we stayed at in Springfield was just worth it. Uh, it was a little on the higher side for five bedrooms and three full baths. It was like four something a night. Um, so I think it was three something, three eighty or something for divided by the four of us. All, you know, pre-done. I mean, the couch is looking a little worn, but it's a big hunting lodge essentially. Uh, if, especially if you're going in the fall, if you like to hunt, um, that's the place to go, man. Cause you're, you're close to bourbon country. You know, you're 20 minutes, 25 minutes from Bardstown. You're 20, 25 minutes from, from Maker's Mark. Um, there's not much in Springfield. 
not that we got, looked around, but there was there really wasn't much there. Um, but worth it, man. It was worth it. It was a good trip. So uh, anyway, so thanks for listening as always. It's very much appreciated. And uh, I hope you're having a great evening. I hope you have a great week. And whatever you're doing out there, I hope you're enjoying whiskey one dram at a time.